As we begin, everyone, I'd like to find a card or a piece of paper and something to write with. You can pause the video if you need to. Take the card and write on it something that you've lost over the last 12 months. And you can take time during the sermon to do that. From now through Easter, we'll look at how Jesus impacted the life of Peter. Half of the disciples were fishermen, so in that way, Peter wasn't even exceptional among the disciples. But when we hear a Bible story with Peter, he's often portrayed as a great man of faith or a dummy who always says something stupid. He was probably neither of those extremes all the time, but both of these divergent stories show us that Peter was just an ordinary person with good days and bad days. I can relate to that. Great people are ordinary people who follow Jesus. One of the accounts of Peter's calling is in Luke 5, 1-11. As the crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear God's word, he was standing by Lake uh, Gennesaret. He saw two boats on the edge of the lake. The fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, which belonged to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the land. When he sat down and was teaching the crowds from the boat, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Master, Simon replied, We've worked hard all night long and caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets. When they did this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets began to tear. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, because I'm a sinful man, Lord. For he and all those with him were amazed at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, Zebedee's sons who were Simon's partners. Don't be afraid, Jesus told Simon. From now on, you will be catching people. Then they brought the boats to land, left everything, and followed him. I want us to see three things that happen when an ordinary person faces Jesus. First, facing Jesus exposes obedience. There are very few people like Ted Bundy, Richard Ramirez, Charles Manson, or leaders like Hitler and Stalin in the world. They make headlines because they are a rare evil. Most people are not as bad as they could be. Just one half to one percent of people may be clinically rated as psychopaths, and four percent of Americans may be sociopaths. And that doesn't even mean they will necessarily do bad things. It's estimated that 4% of CEOs and business leaders are psychopaths. 10% of people in the financial services industries are psychopaths, and 10% of Wall Street employees are psychopaths. Maybe they do care less about people, so they found a place to work where a lack of empathy might be a desirable trait for success. I don't know. But Peter is not in that one-half to 4% of people that might have a tendency to be as evil and as uncaring as they can. Peter has actually been obeying Jesus most of this day, it seems. Jesus has been teaching the crowds, and then he asked Peter, can I use your boat so I can stand in the boat and teach the crowds from the shore? And Peter allows Jesus into the boat. 
as he teaches the crowds. Jesus gives Peter a command to put his nets down into deep water for a catch. Peter has reservations about Jesus' plan, and Peter says plainly that he doesn't think Jesus' plan will work. But Peter still ends with, Jesus, you're the boss. I'll do it because you say so. And they catch more fish than their nets can hold. When I get to know Jesus, I don't think Jesus' first priority is always to tell me what I'm doing wrong. He may ask me to try some things differently, but Jesus doesn't call everyone screw-ups right out of the gate. If I'm doing the right thing, Jesus may say, Keep doing what you're doing, even if other people think it's stupid. Keep doing the right things, and I'll bless you. Facing Jesus exposes obedience, and facing Jesus exposes sin. After experiencing this miraculous catch of fish, Peter falls down at Jesus' knees and says, Go away from me, because I'm a sinful man. Peter is not all bad. But when he comes face to face with perfection and divine power, Peter realizes that being pretty good as a person is not good enough. Like Jonah, he can't run away from God. As Psalm 139 says, starting verse 7, Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the grave, you are there. If I live at the eastern horizon or settle at the western hills... Even there, your hand will lead me. Your right hand will hold on to me. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light around me will be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night shines like the day. Darkness and light are light to you. Peter can't hide from Jesus, so Peter asks God to go away from him. Hiding seems to be the natural human response ever since the story of Adam and Eve. God doesn't necessarily have to call out my sins because the light of his presence allows me to see them for myself. I'm not as bad as I could be, but I'm not as good as I should be. Like Peter, I'm just an ordinary person. Facing Jesus exposes obedience, exposes sin, and facing Jesus exposes a calling. Jesus tells Peter not to be afraid because Jesus has something for Peter to do. Despite Jesus being perfect and Peter being imperfect, Jesus being divine and Peter being ordinary, Jesus calls Peter to do something great. Stop doing the ordinary work of catching fish and begin to do the great work of catching people for the kingdom of God. Great people are ordinary people who follow Jesus. Peter brought his boat to land, left everything, and followed Jesus. Over the last year, we've all had something taken from us, perhaps something that we'd really like to have back. Today, I'm asking everyone to lay that ordinary thing or person down at the feet of Jesus and do something extraordinary. Follow Jesus. Like Adam and Eve, I'm but dust, and to dust I will return. But like Peter, I'm an ordinary person called to greatness. And in that, there's hope. As we face Jesus on Ash Wednesday, let us see who we are, but also see who Jesus is, the great and the great hope he calls me to. We who are dust await resurrection. Isaiah 26:19. 
The dead will come alive, their graves will lie abandoned, and all those dwelling in the dust will wake and shout for joy. Now, may he who raises the poor from the dust, the needy from the ash heap, and makes them sit with the nobles and inherit a seat of honor, bear you through troubled days to you who trust in God's unchanging love.